Hello, and welcome to Aquarium Dilemmas. I'm your host, Science Gal Aquatics. I'm Carrie, and this is my co-host. Jesse. and welcome. Yes, welcome. Sorry for not posting. We're a little late with this episode, but it's been, it's been kind of a busy couple weeks between family stuff and fish shows. So, sorry we're a little late, but we're here. We're getting back on track. <laughs> well, and speaking of fish shows, this is this particular topic, and it's a dilemma, uh-huh. is all the cool tanks you see. Yes. All the awesome aquascapes. Yes. All the neat things you see people do with their tanks. Mm-hmm. Can you do that at home? Is it mm-hmm. possible? Oh, it is possible. I think it does take practice and a certain eye, but I think... The more you practice, the better you get, like most of anything. But it's definitely something like most of these topics that I just didn't think about in the past. My 100% concern was picking the most colorful fish at the fish store and keeping them all in one aquarium. And I didn't really care what the background looked like. I usually had some kind of plastic print that I like scotch taped on the back. And a bunch of crazy-looking plastic plants with the neon pebbles and things like that. And at the time, I was super proud of it. But I, the what the tank looked like wasn't a concern. It wasn't a focus. And it, it wasn't something that I put more than 10 minutes into. But now, like you said, going to these conventions, these shows, these hosted from certain fish clubs and then going all the way up to larger shows we've gotten to be around a lot of really talented company and it's the fish will always be my first thought like I want to make sure that they're kept the best I can but now I definitely put more thought into the aquascape and the things that you can do to practice to make that scape look just a little bit better than my amateur skills in the past. And I am no expert. I still have a lot to learn. And the few little contests that I've participated in, I'm lucky that I've gotten some critiques to make me think about certain things that's drastically helped. But these are just really basic little things that I've picked up that has improved my scapes. I still, like I said, have a lot to learn. I am by no means (laughs) on the expert level of some of our friends that we get to talk to. They have just a natural talent for it. And I would have to practice years to get to their, like, Caliber starting point. <laughs> well, I think taking <laughs> there just, are some tips that take we picked a up. Step back. I uh-huh. think aquascaping in general, most people, even myself included, the only thing that kind of got me a little bit more interested in it was just the plants to start yes. off with, not just the mm-hmm. hardscape and everything that goes with aquascaping. We'll oh, get we'll yeah. get into that. But one hundred percent. However, it's just you as a new fish keeper or a new person coming into the hobby. You look at some of these tanks that these people do, and you're like, there's no way. I don't even know how they did it. I can't Mm -hmm. do it. I can't duplicate it. It's overwhelming. You don't even attempt to think you can do it. Well, (laughs) No. And I still don't think I can do it. So that's why the the pet store plastic Uh plants and all that stuff is is still 
I mean, a big thing. And now they've gotten some of those decor, those plastic decor. They look so real that you can barely, like, there's different, there's there's a high quality of plastic plants compared to what I got from the grocery store in the early 90s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, and there's certain fish that, yes, that you just have to have that. There's live plants just aren't. But for what I keep and the tanks that I keep that we talk about nonstop now, I once I stumbled into the live plants and I realized that I can keep some. They're not some of them are difficult. Some of them just don't like my water. But generally, all my plants are super planted now, especially after this trip. Your plants are super planted? Or my tanks are super planted. You, I didn't hopefully, realize you could plant yeah. super plants like that. Well, I'm trying to talk and think at the same time. And, you know, it doesn't always work out. And I think I'm still... There's a thing when you go to these fish shows, there's like... And hangover period where you just get you're still tired and not caught up and you don't think and it takes a while but anyway it's once I fell into the live plant stuff it it kind of naturally I think I just fell down the rabbit hole of aquascaping and I still can look at a picture and feel overwhelmed and be like really there's no way there's no way I can do that but it's like certain other things that I've discovered that if you break it down from the substrate and kind of learn how it's built from the underground, like the underneath of it, the foundation, it's not as overwhelming than when you look at just the overall picture and it's matured year. Some of the aquascapes aren't mature. They're they're just scaped for the weekend and then tore down. But some of these, they do get to mature and grow. And you're not going to be able to set that up in one day. Even if you can 100% duplicate the scape, that time it takes to mature into what you want it to be. It takes time. I think overall, that's the big challenge. When you do see those certain scapes, either they set them up for the weekend at a show Mm-hmm. And they've o- they overplanted it on purpose. That's what it's supposed to look like. It was completely full. Mm-hmm. And going into it as a new hobbyist, you need to understand that okay, I'm going to plant it, and this stuff's actually going to grow out. It's going to go through an fill, ugly algae period, and it's going <laughs> to fill in, and, and and but it'll take a year uh-huh. or so for it to get to looking like your picture that you've seen in your head or the Mm -hmm. picture you took at a show or Mm -hmm. even, I mean, we've been to some really cool fish stores that even have some tanks. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. In their front lobby, their display, just a show tank and of the stuff they can do and they're amazing. But that stuff all takes time and years and I think the big thing is just knowing you can do it, but you're. it's going to take some time and it's mm-hmm. going to take some patience and a lot of waiting more than anything. Yeah. And some tanks are just different. I know I love a rimless, CO2 planted, immaculately, immaculately scaped tank. I love those aquariums. But for me personally, for what I can keep in my fish room and my lifestyle and what I have time for, I'm a low tank, low tech gal, low tank, 
low tech tank if I can talk gal. That is me. And so as much as I love those tanks, You're an, I you... appreciate them. I can admire them. And I will try to recreate them the best I can with my abilities and continue to grow and practice and have fun. But I'm going to use something that's a little bit on the easier side of things when it comes to the freshwater plants right now because I haven't gone that far with the CO2, but I know I'm every... I don't know, every day, there's some days, I don't know, but generally speaking, like Jesse likes to do, overall, I am doing way better with keeping my algae down so my you can actually see what I have in my tank as escape. Like before, it was just so covered in algae that whether I spent a day or six months scaping that tank, you would know the difference. <laughs> the fish breeding fish were great, but you wouldn't know if I had gravel, sand, rock, drifted. You wouldn't know what I had in that tank. So I have to give myself a little bit of props because it's easier to have for me little mini goals, goals like this, this time, this tank, I'm going to work with rocks and kind of doing things with rocks. Or maybe this tank, I'm going to try to do something a little bit more with driftwood. Or this one, I'm going to combine all of them and see what happens. But before, I would try, and I would just get so frustrated, be like, I just hate it, and just walk away. And I would end up just wherever the things went is where, it, that's where it grew. I would just put the plants in and wherever I can miraculously get that plant not to float, <laughs> that's where that plant was going to grow. <laughs> if I had a big rock pile and I got aggravated trying to stack them just right like a picture I was trying to see, then I would say, screw it. And I would just say, whatever. And I'd walk away. And I could never get the driftwood to just magically like cave over and like just have that weepy effect like these pictures that you're just like, how is that so perfectly interwoven? <laughs> and I was just like, screw it. I'm done. Wherever this is going to be is where it's meant to be. And so my tanks were really planted. I have a lot of really pretty plants, but they're not in any rhyme or reason, any thought process behind where they they're were They're heavily at. planted, they're not just, heavily scaped. Let's yes. put it that way. So... As I've learned to have little mini goals, learn to not look at so much the overall picture, like this is what I want, but look at it backwards. Like, okay, to get this overall, I'm going to have to put something here and something here to build up towards that. And then I can find a piece of something that fills this if I want the focal point to be towards here. And there's, we'll talk about that in a second, but there's just certain things that if you just look at the overall, overall, I'm just not. I'm just gonna give. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give it some effort. But that effort ain't gonna last very long once I get frustrated and I just throw my well, little fit and walk away. And like I said, my tanks look great. The fish look great, but they're not. For the company that we talk to, I would be a little embarrassed. But it's not that the fish are. It's just the scapes. But I will have to say, also, you have to give yourself some props. My algae, my turning off the lights. Like, there's certain things that I have improved to help my scaping. Well, I think you already hit on it just a little <laughs> bit. And especially for you hit on that, too. Mm -hmm. 
for the cichlid people out there and some of the varieties of fish that you cannot keep plants with. Yeah, there's some that I've had. But hardscape mm. is still your hardscape, <laughs> which consists of everything from substrate, logs, yes. rocks, anything. Yes. Any of those materials. I will have to you, say, though, keeping cichlids in the past, you can 100%. I agree. There's some that you can try with plants, and I will try probably again, but it just doesn't. I don't have the best luck. But hardscape driftwood, you can give it a shot. But there's certain cichlids out there, and that's why I don't have them anymore, is you can have a beautifully scaped hardscape tank with certain cichlids. Yes. That's but they're gonna, you're going to go to sleep. And they're going to housekeep <laughs> their tank. And you're going to wake up in all of the substrate, all of the rocks, anything that you could even possibly had thought to maybe put in that tank in the future, they're somehow going to get the, get it and move it to a tank, like a side of the tank or move it over here. And it was so frustrating. So it all, we generally speak of little live bears, things that are really peaceful. They don't mess with my scapes, but there are 100% fish out there that no matter what you do to try them, they're going to rearrange that tank. However, they see fit yes, to rearrange that, that, that Well, tank. I was, I was going to put a, <laughs> I was going to put a little exclamation, a little quote on that. But that you don't you, put you, those you, in beautifully scaped tanks. I would imagine. Mm. You would. But if, if you're still, well, I mean, that'd be a good thing if you're just wanting to practice well, aquascaping yeah. with hardscape. You put it in there, you scape it. The and next day, you come back. Hey, guess what? You get to We're going to work teamwork. We're going to film a video for YouTube. We're, me and this future cichlid that I have in the future, we're going to do a scape together. I'm going to put a scape together, and then it's going to rearrange the scape at night. We're going to have a tag, like a teamwork yeah. video. <laughs> but yeah, oh, there's I, I some. I fix but, it. it it says no, we try again. But some of these things that you go 100%, the livestock does kind of, it doesn't count against you, but it counts for you. And if you're putting this much thought into a beautifully scaped tank that you're thinking of for this much time planning, you're going to already have something, I assume, a little bit more on the peaceful side of things to put in it. But you never know. Sometimes if you know the rules, it's, they're worth breaking. Just to see, but like you do, generally speaking, we're talking about more peaceful, like community, peaceful community tank. Just something that you can enjoy a really good, scaped, thought out tank. But Well, yeah, I mean, that can go way over into, I mean, I've seen awesomely scaped tanks with mm -hmm. angels in them. Yeah, there's all kinds of. It's just. I mean, you, the, I'm talking. It's, it's not. And that's certain cichlids out there. That well, just and that's work, why but. I say generally because there's always in the fish hobby there. There's is, no rhyme or right to thought to this podcast either. No, there's always a <laughs> no, exception to the rule in the fish is. hobby, mm -hmm. whether it be fish combinations, whether it be whether you can actually plant a tank with a certain fish or not. There's always an exception to the rule. Yeah. So that is why I preface everything with generally and in my little bit of knowledge and all the people that we talk to and all the things that I screw up and try. <laughs> mm -hmm. But going to just naming some of the little tips that we have picked up along the way, I would say the biggest <laughs> one is just before I would... I might have had a really pretty rock or a really pretty piece of driftwood and I wouldn't 
again have any rhyme or reason to where I put it. It's just wherever, wherever it laid, it laid. But if you can look at your aquarium and know where you want your eyes to go generally in your scape, just have an overall focus point. If you want it to go to the left or to the right or have something, have your eyes move up and down, just pick somewhere in your aquarium that you build your scape towards. And hopefully that made sense. Well, but you, you want to have a, a, a focal, a, a focal point, point of so some that sort. means you're also creating what is considered negative space. Mm-hmm. Just some kind of for your where your eye wants to go. And I have learned that I like curved lines. I like driftwood bridges and rock bridges, and I have a tendency to really enjoy some kind I like curvature I guess but that's my scapes have definitely gone towards that direction but there's endless endless just whatever your imagination can think of of ways to do this there doesn't have it's not just a pattern of we all follow the same rules there's endless combinations of how you can scape a tank but now instead of just plop and drop my hardscape plants and everything else I try to choose somewhere where I want want it to go. Well, Create that depth so it's not just a straight, flat well, plane. Exactly. I think you need depth on all aquascapes in general. You need depth and a focal point. Mm-hmm. So you create negative space where your eye follows to more of a generalized area that your mind and your eyes just will naturally travel mm-hmm. to. No, yeah. no matter what, every yeah. time you look at it, that's the big thing. And then the other great thing about aquascaping is there is no right and there is no wrong. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're doing it at home, there's n- as long as it makes you happy and you get through what you enjoy, mm-hmm. then it's a win in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this last one, I felt like it was my best scape in this little I wouldn't say it was little. We went. I went to the Keystone Clash, and there was an aquascaping contest, and there was some really good. Everyone had good tanks, and it was the best tank I've ever. It was beautiful, but what killed killed it was it was just I didn't take enough. I needed more height, so just because I did have a focal point, I did have a place like you said. It worked out better than it ever has. You just have to make sure. That with that one, I needed to work a little bit more up. I was a little bit too short. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you didn't fill the space yeah. on the sides and raise it up oh, enough yeah. to create, again, that focal point and using that negative space to pull you to that mm-hmm. focal point. Yeah. And for substrate, like, again, in the past, I've just always used, when I was a kid, I used the neon gravel stuff and it worked okay. I mean, for what it was, it was neon gravel. And then now I'm in more of a stage where I'm using, I like to say a little bit more advanced, a little, a lot more different types than I ever have. But I feel like for me personally, I like layering the substrates and I like a sand cap. I like and prefer for my more in-depth thought outscapes, I do prefer prefer more of a darker substrate with a darker background. But again, it's 
If you're wanting to do a more natural type scape, maybe it is more of a river type pea gravel, but with your substrates, it's mainly in the past, the mistake I think I made was I always just did a one inch, no matter what, it was just one inch and it was flat. And with scaping, you don't have to be scared of maybe you have one side a little bit more it's deeper and it's going to more of a shallow spot on one side or there's hills or you have a high spot or your background's more built up and it's slanting forward. You don't have to be scared because I know I was of making it too deep and there's you don't have to make it just perfectly flat. If you have something that you want to do and it's more of a flat, just plain, you you can, but I feel like just making it your substrate having a layer. Maybe you have some rocks hidden in there so you can set something on top of it to give it some extra height. You can hide things in there. And having maybe a, a dirt with a sand cap or having some fluval stratum with a sand cap. I know layering it up and having not just that straight plane. And before when I would have a really pretty driftwood piece or something, I'd just put it right in the middle and line all my plants right up against it in a straight line. And in nature, if you're trying to recreate something that's found in nature, there's not very many just perfectly straight spots in rivers. There's everything's got it because river the water's kind of curving down. So have something instead of just putting it in a straight line, maybe trying to bring some of your plants a little forward, but having some, you know what I'm saying. Well, or stagger, trying to say, staggering. staggering it out. But if you have something on one side, I know I hear a lot of people talking about like having odd numbers of things. I just feel like it's more balanced before in the past i would if i would get a plant i put it all in one spot and kind of space it out and have some on both sides to make it kind of balanced out not just sticking this new plant in one big old spot in the front you know and hoping for the best well i mean in mother nature itself mm -hmm. there is really almost no rhyme or reason when you look at if you go out to a creek or a stream there is no rhyme or reason. There could be a bunch of stuff growing in one spot and nothing in another spot. Mm -hmm. So it, or there'll be a little bit here, a lot down there. It's, it's random. It is completely yeah. random and auto generated by mother nature itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of these, these scapes that I like that my friends do, they, you could totally 100% find them in nature. And I, I'm i learning, I'm growing, and even just adding just a piece of moss to the end of your driftwood piece can brighten it up. Or adding some botanicals to the bottom, kind of scattering it in your rocks. You can use things that it's just amazing. And I'm so grateful that I, <laughs> I've had a community and friends and people in my life that I've branched out. But try different placements. Try having deep substrate spots and kind of rolling down to it. And try, like before, I would never break rocks. I would never, I never thought to take a hammer and break rocks to the size that I wanted. So I'd have this beautiful piece, but it would be too big. Or then I'd put it in a, in something else and it would look too small. It was just, it never really worked. But 
having some tools to break up these rocks and making it into something that flows down and makes a path under a driftwood and putting some bruce plants to fill in those little crevices and it it might not be much it might not look the best but it's as i do it as i practice i'm my skills and my eye is getting better and even just so simple as if the plant says foreground or background plant you know listen to the text and i know there's that's my a big thing i need to improve on is learning plants i know i can grow it but i don't know the names of a lot of them and i don't know off the top of my head if it's where it goes but the more i get exposed to new plants and the more i read and the more i try to familiarize myself with them i know that even just planting them where they should be planted goes a long way oh yeah i mean that's the thing. I keep learning about plants, learning about plants, and I'm still in that phase of learning and mostly just growing. And you did, however, come back with a bunch of plants. So we're, yeah, we're learning together. It's a learning process. Uh, and another tip that I, I've picked up along the way is try to use a similar color palette to before and I'm still guilty of it. If I find a plant I like, I'm going to try to put it in a tank wherever it fits. But in this last competition contest that I did with aquascaping, I really did think about it. If I had, there is some really pretty, they were darker green with some really pretty like pink spot plants. And again, I'm learning the names and I had darker pieces of driftwood. So I was, I like darker colors. That's what my eye goes to. And then I had some that was super, it was neon green and it looked good, but it just, it was a little bit off. So trying to go with a similar color scheme a color palette it goes a something just just that it goes a long way to making your tank look nicer and the importance like i never could get i have aquascaping tools and i look at the aquascaping tools and i try to use the aquascaping tools but i would just get frustrated and it would never work out again but i i've learned how to first off there's a big difference between cheaper ones and a little bit more of the expensive ones there is a difference i have they're not in i haven't got them in the mail yet and i'm not sure off the top of my head what brand they are but i used them this past weekend and they are worth every penny it's the first time i've ever <laughs> used scaping tools and used them correctly but there's like that in itself is a tip but just how to tweeze them the plants correctly and how to drag it towards you and how to get it to go and it's like takes practice but learning that you can fill in little spots in the driftwood with little bruce plants and things like that it's important to learn how to use them but i know the frustration <laughs> but i think using learning those tips on how to use them listening and watching and trying to observe people the best i could it went a long way cuz using those scaping tools i could get into places that i just can't with my hands and trying to get it i would i <laughs> just bump it over with my elbow or something and using those scape tools went a long way and Certain glues, there's tricks to get those plants attached. You can use zip ties and glue and 
using certain rocks just as weights. And there's tricks to, because before I would try to do an aquascape and it would just all float up. So I spent all day working on this scape that I was getting a little bit proud of, not super proud of, but decent. And then I would fill it up carefully and it just wouldn't work. So there's just using glue and rocks and zip ties and things like that to build up your scape. Don't be afraid to use things that you you don't see it in the overall picture, but it if it wasn't for that, you couldn't get to your overall picture. And again, just patience to know that you, you might have an overall plan for this scape and you might have it all set up and you might have your plants, but the more it matures and grows and you manicure the plants and you do what you need to fertilize them and it matures into that overall picture, it's going to you can't rush the process and you can add a bunch of plants and you can, you can definitely get a scape going immediately that looks really good with plants and things, but just trust the process and let it have time to grow into what you want it to be. Oh yeah. I mean that you sum that up in a nutshell real uh-huh. quick. The uh-huh. ones you see at shows that are set up for contests, they are planted to look like what they're supposed to look like in a year from now. Whereas if when you start one, you don't have to have that many plants. It will fill in. Mm-hmm. And just really, I guess the only thing kind of wrapping up, I it hasn't been the longest discussion, but I'm still learning and growing. Is no, we'll do another the, one on the, the on plants and aquascape. I can tell Guaranteed. you about aquascaping. The best advice, and I need to take it, so I'm talking to myself too, is don't. Get frustrated and judge yourself over. Don't critique yourself with someone else's work. Don't judge yourself against that picture. Don't judge yourself about someone else's skill level. Don't just because they have a beautiful tank and you're trying to recreate it and it's not working and you have to tear it apart. Just still don't get frustrated and take time. And maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe you tried to escape this tank today and it's not happening and it's not working. And you might need to go take a break and come back tomorrow. And maybe the juices are flowing tomorrow to come up with something better. But just don't get frustrated like I did and walk away. Because now that I'm trying to, it's, I'm looking at it as fun. I'm looking at it as instead of being so stressful, I don't even want to try because it's just, it's not going to look good in the end. It's just going to be covered in algae. Like no matter how hard I try, it's not going to work. Enjoy the process because it's, I'm not instantly talented with aquascaping. And the more I enjoy the process and the more I try to learn and the more I practice and tear down and practice and tear down and learn through other people and being around and watching at the shows and maybe watching and reading some books in the future. It's just that frustration and walking away is the worst thing you can do. And I'm guilty of it. I still will probably do it in the future. And I would be like, that's just awful. Like I'd spent all day on that and it just sucks. Don't do that to yourself because you're trying and whether it's a masterpiece or something that you just personally are proud of, at least you're trying. And the more you try, the more you're going to grow and the more it's going to look good. Oh, that's again, the cool part about Aquascape. Everyone 
and I have watched a bunch of Aquascape competitions, there is no right or wrong. You can see a judge's scorecard, and then you can see a people's vote, and that's two completely different things. Yeah, it's all it's all subjective. What what what, <laughs> what the what the people like as a like a people's choice tank versus what the judges judge uh-huh. is two completely different things. And yeah, hopefully you took some advice from this. Hopefully this helped. Hopefully you can share this podcast with someone that can hear it, or maybe you just need to hear it. And go scape a tank. Go try because it's fun. Practice, play, <laughs> practice, and have practice, fun. Practice. But I, I just wanted to share these few things that I've picked up along the way because I think they've, they're important, and I just want to help you make your tanks look a, a bit nicer. So hopefully this helped. And hopefully this made sense because I'm still tired. <laughs> <laughs> No. We've got another show this coming up weekend, so if you're in the Chicago area and you want to meet us, feel free to stop by Aquashella, Chicago. It's going to be a fantastic time, and we will most definitely be there the whole weekend at the Creator Booth mainly. So we'll see you there in Chicago, and until next time. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. And check out sciencegalaquatics.com, and if you're curious and want to watch this podcast, We have memberships on Science Gal Aquatics on YouTube. And if you're watching this, much love. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Bye. Bye.